Welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy. If you're remodeling or building a new home, you don't want to miss these podcasts. We share information about every component of your home. You'll learn about tile, appliances, cabinets, paint, flooring, lighting. We cover it all. Well, today is January 12th, and we're halfway through January, but we are coming off the holidays, and I don't know how many people make resolutions, but... um, we still have time to make resolutions and to follow them up. And one of my big resolutions, which of course I do every year, same resolution every year, is to get organized, to purge my clutter and to get organized. And I've been saying that for many, many years. Maybe one of these days I'll get to it, but I try. But the funny thing is that's my job. I design kitchens and bathrooms and whole house remodels. I help people get organized in their kitchen, and that's how I design their kitchen, to come up with solutions so that they're able to work in their kitchen with a smile and they can find everything readily. Um, If you've been looking at the ads in the paper, January is the month where everybody puts their um, organized, organized stuff on sale for you. They're kind of pushing you to get organized. Of course, it's a marketing thing, but the big bins... The um, tray dividers uh, for your drawers, uh, all sorts of organized things. Matter of fact, professional organizers make tons of money guiding and advertising people on how to be organized. It's really simple. If you have the time and the impetus, you can do it yourself. So I'm going to give you some ideas on how to organize your kitchen because I do this all the time. First, let's talk about monogram. Monogram's intelligent appliances are built to enhance your kitchen, cuisine, and beyond. Experience peace of mind, convenience, and an optimized performance with the Smart HQ app, which elevates the way you interact with your home and appliances by allowing you to do things like preheating your oven from your phone and checking how much time remains on your dishwasher cycle. Go to monogram.com to learn more or visit your local showroom to see these appliances in person. Okay, we're going to start with the first thing that you can do for yourself in the kitchen. Go through each drawer and cabinet and pull out everything that you don't use on a regular basis. Right, you know, and it you'll find that you have multiple utensils and half of them you don't use, some of them are old, some of them are broke. Some of them you'd rather just not have in the drawer. But who has time to all the time go through these things? So it's easy if you just set some time up each day, put some time aside to, say, go through your drawers and then go through your cabinets on another day. I know that we have uh, things that people have given us, sentimental things from our parents or friends, um, birthday gifts, They're hard to get rid of, but you kind of have to cut the cord. I know I'm in that same situation. Believe me, I have things that I've had for years and years. I don't even use them, but they're sitting there, and I keep saying, one day I might use it. I hate to get rid of it, but it's got to happen. Also, pull out those dishes that are cracked. You have to say to yourself, would I use these dishes if I had a dinner party? Or if I have a friend coming over for lunch, am I going to use this chip dish or the crack dish? Well, get rid of that. There's no need to keep them. Matter of fact, it's fun to go out and buy new stuff. <laughs> but first, you've got to get rid of the old stuff. Um, 
so the other thing is, so that being said, then what you have to do is look at your countertop and see how many things are sitting on the countertop that you don't use every day. I did a podcast with a chef a couple of years ago, and we talked about the appliances that people get and their duplicates. If you have a small convection oven sitting on your counter, which, by the way, I have one. This isn't a commercial, but I have a Wolf convection countertop that I would not trade in. I would give my big oven away before I ever did anything with this convection oven. Um, so that being said, I look at these ads for air fryers. And if you have a, con a small convection oven, you can use it as an air fryer. I also bake in it. I broil in it. I'm using it every day. So uh, think before you get these small appliances. You might be able to get rid of half of them, bring them over to um, your local area where you donate stuff and try to cut down on the appliances on your countertops. And if you don't use, say, a coffee pot every day, it's possible to have an appliance garage, which I know people say, yeah, you know, I don't like those. That was uh, years ago we had the roll-up tops, the timbre doors, and we would put the appliances behind that area, which is great because you can lift the doors up and you can pull out the appliance as I uh, specify outlets on the back wall. And then when you're finished using the appliance, you just push it back into that storage area. Uh, you can also, which I've done many times, have a special bake center where you can open the doors, pocket doors, slide them back into the space, and then have all of your appliances in that area. Uh, your mixer, your uh, blender, your food processor. So if you have those out on your counter, you know, you don't have any counter space. You end up um, being cluttered. And uh, it's frustrating, I know. So having those appliances in, either in a hidden area or in a cabinet below, or now they're pushing pop-up um, shelves. It's uh, You open up your base cabinet door, and you pull up a shelf, and they're showing that, oh, this is new. You have your mixer on it, which is so heavy, nobody ever wants to move it. Those things came out... 35 years ago, and all of a sudden they're coming back. And I think it's because people are tired of having stuff on their countertop. But any way that you decide to clean off your countertop is great because that would give you a clean, minimalistic kitchen, happy to work in, and you're not embarrassed when people come in and see that you have no counter space. And also when you prep, you don't want to have to clean the countertop off before you start cooking. Always have clean areas. That's an easy one to do. I'm sure that um, most of you would take oh, 20 minutes to clean that up. Uh, the other thing is to store your uh, everything. You store your dishes, your glasses, your appliances in an area that's either first or last use. In other words, you can put your dishes that you use to set your table by the table, or you can put them by the dishwasher. 
don't put them across the room where you have to walk to the table, you have to then empty the dishwasher, walk across the room to store them. So doesn't that make sense? I like that rule. I try to do that all the time. Um, you can create storage areas by, by having a cabinet or um, part of your island near the uh, kitchen table, and then you can store your dishes, which, by the way, you can store your dishes in a drawer. A lot of people are going back to drawers. If you notice, there's less wall cabinets in today's kitchens. Um, everything is cleaner. It's simpler. It's not so kitcheny looking. Uh, years ago, we used to line every wall with wall cabinets. You'd walk in and you felt like you were in a cave of cabinets. Now it's more streamlined. I like it better. Um, you know, here's another thing. If you uh, have an induction oven, or if you plan on getting an induction oven, you've got to get rid of all your pots that are not magnetic. So there's a reason to purge. You can do that real simply. Um, one of the main things that um, I'm asked when I design a kitchen is the problem of the spices. Where do you put your spices? I've seen people have five spices, all the way to over a hundred bottles of spices, which I don't recommend. And I don't think people use that many spices. You might use, well, we'll get into this, but you might use one particular spice once a year. So the first thing that people think of when they're storing their spices is to put it in a wall cabinet, hopefully near the prep area or near the uh, cooking area, depending if you spice while you're cooking, you know, put it by the stove. And that's, that's been around forever. People just shove their spices in the wall cabinet. The second thing, and this again came out 35 years ago, is to put stair steps. They're an insert made of plastic, or if you want to be fancy, they could be made of wood, but you put them in your drawer and you get your spices and they uh, lay down at an angle with the label facing you so that you can see at a moment's notice which spice you need and just pull it out of the drawer. Well, the downside on that is you can't store your bigger bottles. You have to put them somewhere else. That's a possibility so that when you run out of the particular spice, just have a backup with the bigger bottle and then fill the little bottles. And that doesn't take that much time. But that is a solution. Another solution, and this is good for the bigger spice bottles, is to have a rollout drawer or a rollout shelf in one of your cabinets where you can store your bigger spice bottles. Um, well, the only thing wrong with that is you have to pick up the bottle so that you can see what it is because what you're looking at is the tops of all the bottles and there's no name on them. So that, unless you get really used to uh, which bottle is which. Uh, and I just saw something online where they have pull-out shelves on base cabinets. It's kind of an interesting thing. You can probably buy at your local Target or Home Depot. It's a wire shelf. It sits on your upper cabinet and you have to install it so you screw it to the shelf and then you can pull down this contraption of three shelves so that it's easy access. 
you do have to use the smaller spice bottles. But I thought that was interesting. Well, if you have a Lazy Susan, and not the big base Lazy Susan, but they sell these little Lazy Susans, usually made of plastic, and you can put your spices on it. You can put it in your wall cabinet and then spin it around to get the spice that you need. That wastes a lot of space, and I had that for probably a week, and I didn't like it. But you can try it. I mean, it's still available. Uh, another thing you can have, and there's so many of these, the cutesy spice racks that you can put on your counter. Um, I was going through the internet looking for ideas, and they have them made of metal or wood or plastic. They have different bottle shapes. I mean, they're all adorable, and some of them have labels so that you can look readily at the particular spice and grab it. Well, here's the downside of that, because I experienced that too. If you put these racks or holders or shelves anywhere near your cooking area, they're going to get greasy and dusty. So, of course, then you got to keep cleaning them. I experienced that too. I got this great idea to have a plastic lucite shelf made. We put it on the wall. I had these little apothecary um, bottles with the cork tops, and I put the labels on them. And I noticed immediately, and this was many years ago, I noticed that they would get very dusty. And then, of course, you grabbing them and then putting them back and after you finish with them, they got kind of grimy and then you'd have to clean them. I'm looking for easy, quick ways to store the spices, to use them immediately, and then put them back when I'm finished. Uh, then there's this really cute idea that I thought, yeah, I could see that for a second. Somebody had this great idea, which they think was great, to save all their, um, their uh, let's see, what do they call those? This little tiny plastic um, bottles or plastic bins that come with mints. And you're supposed to empty when they're finished. You clean them off. You label them with your spices. And you fill these little um, Tic Tac plastic boxes, or I want to say containers, with spices. So this um, article said, oh, this would be a great idea for RV travelers, for small apartments, or for when you go to a friend's house and you're cooking and you could bring your own spices. I think this is one of the most ridiculous things I've heard of. Who goes to their friend's house and actually cooks and brings their own spices. And if they do that, they have spices in regular size bottles. And who has the time to fill these little tiny Tic Tac containers with spices? So this is, oh, I nixed this right away. This is not something that I would ever suggest to anybody. That's out. Um, so here's the best thing that I found in looking through everything. I, I never knew this existed, but you can go to, I think it's Target. Yep, you can go to Target. And for $20, you can buy a U-shaped shelves that fit and are adjustable. You can put them in your wall cabinet, and they hug the sides and back with enough space to stack your spices. And it's, uh, I believe, a two-level rack two or three level rack and you can adjust them to the width of your wall cabinet and it's twenty dollars 
Not a big, uh, expensive item, but I'm going to try this. I think that would work well. It holds 64 containers. True, it only holds the smaller ones, but if you do what I said and fill up the ones that you use most of the time uh, from the spices that are in your bigger bottles, this will work. And anyway, 64 containers. Who has 64 spices? I don't. Well, here's the thing that I also found, and I mean, who really researches this? But how do you store your spices so that they will last and they won't lose their, um, oh, their uh, smell and their, um, the whole reason why you're buying spices is to spice your foods. And if they're worthless after a while, you know, why bother? But spices and herbs should be kept in airtight containers in dark, cool places. Well, that nixes the idea of keeping them out on the counter in those cutesy little racks, so that's a waste. Um, you can use glass jars with tight-fitting lids, but again, you have to keep them in a cool, dark place. So if you... <clears throat> excuse me. If you don't have a space for any of this and you want to keep them... Um, in a cool place, but you um, you don't have a place for it. You can keep them in an open area, but you have to use tins to keep away the sunlight. Does that make sense? That would work. So we get down to how long do these spices and herbs last before you have to throw them out? You know, I have over the years used the same spices. But sometimes I get a spice every once in a while, and I've used it a couple of times, and you don't realize how time is fleeting by, and you don't know how old the spice is. If I had time, I would put the date on the bottle. But you don't think about this when you get the spice, you use it, you put it back. So this is interesting. Dried spices and herbs only last one year. Well, yeah, you can use them, but it's, it's a waste. They're not going to do too much for your cooking. So after a year, get rid of them and go buy new spices. Whole spices, like peppercorns, will last three years. So I guess this tells us don't buy you know, a huge bottle if you're only going to use it a few times because that's a waste of money. And then salts are interesting. They will keep indefinitely. So if you, um, have, if you have spices that are as old as your kids, time to purge. Uh, you never realize how things are getting older and older, and we take advantage of that. We, that's not on our to-do list. I want to bring up this item that I got for Christmas. It's called Fina Mill, F-I-N-A-M-I-L-L, all one word. It's run by battery, and instead of using a pepper grinder, you can use this by pushing the top button, easy to hold on to. It also has an LED light that lights up the area that you're spicing, and it comes with pods. This item comes with two pods, and you can buy additional pods. But I suggest that you go on Amazon and watch the video for Fina Mill. I love this. I've only had it for three weeks, and I've used it 
Oh, many, many times. I mean, it's fun to use. I keep thinking, what can I make so that I can use um, this phenomill? One of my pods has the uh, peppercorns, and the other one I put herbs de Provence. And if you've never used that particular spice, you'll love it. I've been using that on omelets, and I used it on quiche the other day. So that is great spice. I recommend that, but phenomill. And this, I'm not getting paid for this, but this is a great item. Try it. Well, we're going to move on to the bathroom. But before we do that, I want to talk about Studio 41. Studio 41 is a complete solution for any kitchen or bathroom design project. Well, now, I go to Studio 41 for all of my uh, clients' fixtures for the bathrooms. I also use them for uh, some cabinetry needs, and I use them especially for hardware, cabinet hardware. They have the best selection I have ever seen. They provide everything you need for your project. Um, they have hundreds of top brands across plumbing fixtures, cabinetry, decorative hardware. Their showrooms are in mainly Illinois, but they also have one in Scottsdale, their flagship, and that's the one that I use. Uh, in the, the Illinois showrooms also have tile and windows, which they don't have in Scottsdale. So you can begin your project with a visit to one of Studio 41's 14 premier kitchen and bath showroom, and you can find the locations online. You can go to shopstudio41.com. They have a complete list there and locations of all their showrooms and the items that they sell. So they are a great source for me. And, of course, they work with retail, too. So don't worry about that. Well, let's go into the bathroom. The two most unorganized places is the kitchen and the bathroom. So I thought, well, why not? Let's go visit the bathroom because there's a lot of things you can use in the bathroom that are similar to the kitchen. So keep the countertops as clutter-free as possible. You know, did you ever have a guest come into your house and they have to use the bathroom and you say, excuse the bathroom, you know, we didn't get a chance to clean it. But if you keep it clean, always ready to uh, not be embarrassed if you have somebody come into your house. And and I, I know we don't like people using our bathrooms, but occasionally, you know, they have to. So if you find a place for everything you will find it easier to use your bathroom. Again, if you put your items that are similar together, like all of your hair products, your dryer, your curling iron, uh, your comb, your brush, everything that's used together, keep it together. Uh, you may not have the drawer that we suggest that you put your blow dryer in with the plug on the back of the drawer or on the side of the drawer, but you can keep everything maybe in a basket on the bottom of a cabinet or in a pantry if you have it. And the same goes with makeup and skincare products. Keep all of your makeup together so that you don't have to wonder, well, where's this item, where's that item? And I know they have these plastic bins, and they have these little holders, and you can leave them on the countertop. Again, clutter. You want to try to eliminate that clutter, especially if you have a small bathroom. And this goes for guys, too. You know, guys are starting to use makeup, or they use skin care. So if you keep it all together in the same area, you're not going to go nuts looking for it. And don't use the medicine cabinet. It's like 
two inches deep or three inches and you stuff that thing with your makeup, it's not going to work. Uh, actually, in designing kitchens lately, we have done away with those medicine cabinets. We use the drawers with drawer dividers and um, different items that they have to organize you in the bathroom as well, as well as the kitchen. A lot of times the same ones that we use for the kitchen we use in the bathroom. So you can also use the space over your toilet for storage. A lot of people forget about this or they have those racks that they buy in the store. So it's a pole, two poles with shelves in between. I never did like that. It would be really simple to just get a wall cabinet and install it to the wall over your toilet. And that's perfect for paper products and for towels if you have a bidet. So that is space that is wasted. Unless you have a lot of space um, in a pantry or a linen cabinet in your bathroom and you want to eliminate a cabinet over the toilet, which I don't recommend you eliminate, um, you'd be surprised how useful that is, especially for that toilet paper instead of running through the whole bathroom when you need a new roll of toilet paper. Um, so think about that one. Did you ever look at your linen closet and say, God, these towels are really ratty or these sheets are old as the hills? Well, you can get rid of them. Go buy yourself a new set of towels. It's fun. Uh, we tend to just use the same stuff over and over. So what do you do with old towels and sheets? Well, guess what? You can donate them to animal shelters. They don't really care if they're ratty or if they're uh, frayed at the edges. That would be a good uh, place to donate all of your older stuff. Uh, they probably even take pillows, too, for those little animals. Now, let's talk about old makeup. You know, just like spices, old makeup is not good to use. They have shelf lives. And you can figure the shelf life by looking at the container. And I didn't realize this, but the shelf life starts from when you buy, or actually when they make it. They put the date on it. You have to go by that date. Don't go by the day you bought it. They expire whether they're opened or not. Good to know. Uh, cosmetics break down. Boy, you never thought you would listen to a podcast about design and find out about your makeup. But let's face it, my audience, most of my audience are female, and again, like I said before, a lot of men are using skincare and makeup. So this goes for you too, guys. So cosmetics can break down over time. Um, they don't last forever. And they get contaminated too. If you use your fingers to apply the makeup or if you touch the, uh, the makeup itself with your fingers, you can uh, contaminate it. If you use brushes, pads, applicators that are not throwaways, you have to keep them clean. So um, you don't realize this, but you're putting that bacteria on your face if you don't wash your applicators. And you could wash your applicators real easy with a gentle shampoo. That um, I use a baby shampoo, wash your brushes. 
I have some brushes that I've had since I was a teenager. Uh, buy good quality brushes, take care of them, and they will last forever. So you're going back to your uh, actual makeup. It breaks down with the sunlight, with heat, air, and temperature change and moisture. So always keep your makeup in a cool, dry, dark place. Again, putting them in the cabinet, keep them off the countertop, and they'll last. So <clears throat> expiration dates, I didn't realize this either, but even eyeshadow expires. So whether it's powder or liquid, uh, your eye makeup is only going to last two to four months. Think about this. Mascara should be thrown away every two months. And I'm going to be real strict with that. If you have any eye problems or have you ever put mascara on and by mistake you touched your eyeball, you, that mascara wand is breeding bacteria. It's in a wet, dry air. I'm sorry, it's in a wet, dark area. So you put your mascara wand in and out of that little tube and the bacteria increases. The best way to um, be safe is to get rid of that. Go get a new one. Um, watch for changes in the texture of your makeup too. If you notice that makeup has separated or it just doesn't smell right, get rid of it. No need to risk an infection. And don't share your makeup. Um, I know the teenagers are guilty of this. They will share lipstick. They will share eye makeup. You know, somebody needs some makeup. They're together out there saying, oh, yeah, can I, you can use mine or, you know, we can share all this. You're sharing germs. Don't do that. And don't buy makeup at a cut rate in a flea market or um, maybe somebody online has got a whole bunch of makeup that they're trying to sell at a discount. You don't know what the expiration dates are. You don't know who made them. You don't know where they're made. So why take a chance? Well, I hope this has really been useful for you. You know, once I get into uh, uh, researching this, I thought it was interesting. Spices and makeup, they do expire. It's time to throw out the old and get the new. And, you know, it sounds like fun to, it doesn't sound like fun to clean out everything, but it sounds like fun to go buy new towels, new makeup, um, maybe some new utensils if your old spatula is falling apart, if it's cracked. Um, there again, you don't want to breed bacteria with your utensils. So have fun going shopping for your new items and don't go shopping until you get rid of the old stuff. Otherwise, you're going to be in the same boat you were. Too many things in your kitchen, too many things in your bathroom. Boy, I hope you enjoyed today's show. And please subscribe on the platform that you're using to listen to these products. You know, podcasters depend on listeners and subscriptions, and it would really help if you do that for me. And don't forget to share these podcasts with your friends. These are full of information, uh, whether it's all about tile or the color of the year, you know, and you can always go back and listen to the podcast. You know, that's one good thing about podcasts. They don't go away. They don't expire. You can listen to, and I've been doing these particular podcasts. I'm in my fifth year, so you can go back and listen to any of them. They're just full of information. If you want to learn more about me, you can go to nancyhugo.com. I do have a website that shows um, my designs. And truthfully, I haven't kept up with that because I've 
had so many projects, and I haven't put them on my website, but I think you'll get a good idea of what I can do. And if you have any questions for me on anything having to do with design, not particularly makeup or spices, but anything on design or any of the products that we talk about, don't hesitate to email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. You know, talking about sharing, don't share masks. You know, we're still in that pandemic. We're still now we're dealing with the Omicron and we don't want to share masks. They're cheap enough. Always have a stock of masks and keep them together so you know where they are when you need them, right? So I want you guys to stay safe, have a great day, and listen to the next podcast. And don't forget, subscribe. Have a great one. Thank you. Mm -hmm.